Overrated. It's over. Like our podcast. Yeah, it's way overrated. Super overrated, dude. Yeah, it's like blowout. I can't. I can't believe the ratings we're getting. Oh, dude, we're. My phone. My phone dings once every two point one seconds with another five star. Oh rating. yeah. Well, and and just so y'all know, we're going on GMA next next week. <laughs> yeah, we are. So <laughs> any of you listening who are thinking about rating us, don't even bother. We got a lot of ratings. <laughs> We got a lot of five star ratings. <laughs> We've got a no, a lot of no star ratings. We have a hundred five star ratings and a hundred one star ratings. I don't know what that means. Does that law of averages, or are we just like average? Maybe one of you just go give us one more five star rating. So on average, we'll be above. We'll be above average. We'll be above average. Oh man, I got a little, uh, little intense. But what's going yeah. on, man? Welcome to You Can't Pick Your Friend's Nose. Thanks, dude. This is the podcast for people who like podcasts. And like talking and with their like, mouths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started this podcast because we like having conversations. Yeah. And we're going to have another one right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's hit it. Um, Where do we begin? What is the deal with cab drivers? I don't know. I was going into a Jerry Seinfeld bit right there. Yeah. Do you like Jerry Seinfeld? I do. Have we talked about him in the past? We've talked a little Have bit about him. we talked about, about him on the podcast? Yeah, we did uh, we last both, time. We both are Jerry Seinfeld fans. Did yeah. you watch his latest mm. Netflix stand-up? It's really good. Oh, actually, yes. The, the stand-up? Yeah. I thought the, you were going to say the car. Because the, the conversations, oh, that's yeah, where yeah, we yeah. talked about it before. Where no, yeah, it's the, like a date. It's called uh, 23 Hours to Kill oh, on yeah. Netflix. Did you watch it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if what it was called, but I watched it. I'm sure it was that one. It's really It's a good. recent one. I. I've never really super belly laughed with him. Like I like his jokes; they're funny. Uh-huh. But like, there was a couple times watching that that I was I was really I had some good laughing laughs. pretty hard. But. It was almost it was almost eerie how good it was, in my opinion. Really, because he's just been in the game so long. Yeah, and he's just he really has. I just don't understand how the same human being just keeps getting up there and killing it. And capable, he has his routine down. I'm sure. Does this I mean, thing, gets up there, and you know, says it. So, um, w- growing up, did you watch the Seinfeld all the time, the actual show Seinfeld? You know what's funny is, I didn't really. Um, no, I like missed the, I, I missed the boat on. Well, my, my I think my age. You know, I was born in 1988, right? So, 88. And Seinfeld ran from what, like 1990 to 2000, something like that. Yeah, about something. the same as Friends. Yeah. Well, it's still running, right? Oh, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. Right. right. So the the show runs for 10 years through the, you know, early to mid 90s to the early 2000s. And I was just, you know, by the year 2000, I was 12. Yeah. So I still was kind of like, you could see how maybe I, why I wasn't really tuned into that. And unless I think you came up and like a household where it was a big thing where like yeah. your parents watched or something. Um, this is a long winded way of saying, no, my, my childhood <laughs> was, was, I did not watch them. You didn't I've watched them as that. an adult. Yeah. Now, we've watched the whole, se- like every season. No, I've watched friends. We've watched friends multiple times, the okay. entire series, probably a dozen times. Actually, we watched it a lot, Yeah, but I have not watched all of Seinfeld. Wow. I still have yet to watch. Seinfeld. I don't think I have either. And I watched it as a kid. Am I embarrassed? Sure. Yeah. Do I, I think, would be. Do I think less uh, of myself? Yeah. Uh, 
I it Do wasn't I hate myself when I have I watched there? all the office seasons? No, I have not. No. Oh, and that's I think they're funny. They're they got it got boring. We started watching them. Yeah. But we got to a point where it was just like, okay, what? There was a specific season that was like, okay, like it just wasn't getting into it. Yeah. yeah the first season was, we almost stopped after the first season. Oh, I've yeah, heard the, the first, first season's, season's terrible. Tough. Yeah. It's tough. If you didn't, if you didn't watch that and like that at the time, then. Yeah. The first season for sure is where they pushed. It was, it was funny to people at the time when it was live and new because it was a little bit edgy and it was yeah. kind of. Just so dry, yeah, but edgy at the yeah. same time, that it it really kind of got its cult. Well, there was already a cult following from the British, the UK version right, of the right. Office, which translated really closely to the new one. Um, but I've heard the same comment from anybody. Anybody who didn't watch the show from the beginning cannot stand the first part. Yeah, and can't even hardly get started with the series because <laughs> they can't get through the beginning. Totally. And it is. It is. Um, it is interesting. One thing I think that we do as a culture, which I think is a mistake that we make, is we put so much pressure on all of our peers to like all the same things we like yeah. and to have absorbed them, right? Right. And so if, if you say, oh, dude, I can't believe you haven't watched all of Seinfeld. Um, yeah. It's like, well, there's only so much time in, yeah. in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, we only have so much... <laughs> so, so much, many hours in a day. So many hours in a day and so much time, like... I, I was doing other stuff. I don't know what to tell you. Like you've invested 300 hours into this thing. Right. And I, and I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I, I'm sorry, I guess. I apologize. Well, apology accepted. But there's, we do, we do that to each other a lot. Um, that we, we kind of like, oh man, I can't believe you haven't seen that. You know? Yeah. I kind of felt that way just recently this year. Well, over a little bit in the end of 2019, and then and then this year we watched uh, all of the Star Wars because we oh yeah watched the Star Wars yeah yeah and I mean there's a pretty good cult following associated with that with oh Star yeah. Wars and like anytime I was with anybody and they were talking about oh have you seen this and I say no I haven't I honestly I felt like instant outsider like mm. you know. Star so now I'm not an outsider yeah, anymore. Star Wars is, uh, you know, I, I got corrected actually at, at work one time because I was kind of using that phrase like a cult following. Yeah. And that, that I think actually, <clears throat> or what it was, I was informed was that it means more of like a movie that was never popular really in, when it was like in theaters, uh, but that it does have a group of people who like follow Like a smaller. It. Like, <clears throat> I think like Napoleon Dynamite could be classified as, as like a, a, cult. a cult movie. Yeah. Right. Or uh, like they said, that Shawshank Redemption. I, I was saying Shawshank Redemption was a cult movie, right? Yeah. But it's not because it was super popular. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I had kind of so missed. What's a better term? So um, I think, I think for like Star Wars, Star Wars is one of those things that you just kind of say, well, pretty conservatively, like one third of the entire planet loves this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was our first cut splice we've always done straight live yeah we just had our first cut that i i almost feel like a a fake yeah you know like we're like a fraud yeah straight up fraud yeah maybe maybe those of you who listen maybe you didn't know that we don't edit this show ever but i mean well we okay so we edit the beginning and the ending because we right. put the music in yeah right? the intro and the outro sure well listeners an asteroid hit the top 
portion of my house. We're in the basement right now. Yeah. And the the top was just cut clean off, frankly. In fact, there's no roof over our head anymore. We're just sort of staring up into the atmosphere. But Which we decided, you know, let's just keep going. We're just going to keep going. I think that great creates great content. Yeah. Uh, great, you know, in your mind. Now you can picture what's going on, yeah. what we're experiencing, and hopefully you can feel it through the tone of our voice. And we're calm. We're staying calm for right now until I hit my mic. I, I'm sorry. I just hit my mic. Darren just punched his I got, mic. I got a little excited for two, 2.5 seconds. Yeah, no, there's... Um... You know, let's call it what it is. We've 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 been at home with our families in quarantine for a million years. Mm-hmm. And the idea of just, you know, boundaries or interruptions is, that's just not even a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Life just sort of bleeds together and kids just sort of go wherever they want. And mm-hmm. and so the asteroid was one of my children. Was, what, what, I've just got to be honest. It was asteroid. I've, I've got to be honest with that's you. That's your child's name, asteroid. It's my, my child asteroid. Oh, yeah. They just make it clear to everybody. My child asteroid was just at the door, <laughs> pounding on the door. So what are we? What are, what are we talking about? Where are we at? What, what's the conversation? This is. I mean, this is a good conversation. We're we're hitting points. Yeah. What are we talking about? Um. What do you want to talk? Do about? you want a random topic already? Usually we sort of uh, banter. Well, we do. This is just part of the playful banter. The back and forth. I want to know. The tit for tat. Um. What are you uh, reading right now? I want to know that. Unbroken. Tell us about it. It is a book about World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Runner. God, I'm terrible with names and remembering. That's okay. Louis. I'm not great with it either. Louis. I can always remember the characters, but I rarely remember like names really well. Yeah. Like in a, books. A, so essentially, he was a world uh, record holder for running. Um, he was in the Olympics and then he ends up going to war and then mm-hmm. he becomes a POW. There's a movie about it, 2014. I think somebody was telling me that Angelina Jolie was the director or, or something of the movie. Is the movie called Unbroken? Yeah, it's called Unbroken. Why have I not heard of it? It is. And the book itself is uh, long. It's like a 13-hour listen on Audible. Okay. We've got an hour left. Uh, it's It's intense, man. Yeah. Like honestly, the mental toughness of Louis. I uh, don't remember his last name, but and it's all Louis. a true story. Oh yeah. Cool. I believe. Cool. I mean, listening to it, I was like, like he survived on the ocean for like forty something days. Wow. And like sharks were constantly circling them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, so intense, man. It is a really good book. Cool. So that's that's the one book I'm reading. And then you'll have to re- watch the movie. Yeah, and that's, see how so that's kind of like because my wife's like, "Oh yeah, we we need to watch the movie." I'm like, "No, not yet. We got to wait till I finish listening to it, and then is, we." Can is she it. listening to it too? No, no, no. She's like, "I'll just watch it with you." Yeah. Like, okay. Nice. That that works. I'm 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 cool with that. Cool. So that's been a really good listen, and then I started uh, reading, "Who Moved My Cheese." Oh, nice. Yeah, because you. Uh, I told you about it. Yeah. You and then you had it. Did you get it after I told you about it, or did you already have it? Or I think I, I think I bought it after we talked. I found it at a. I uh, occasionally will buy a stack of books off this site called thriftbooks.com. Oh, yeah. So they they're they basically ship from all over the country. They're just from thrift stores. Oh wow. Um, like Salvation Army or Goodwills or whatever, and they're really cheap. Oh. 
And so what they do though is they they pull out like the ones that are in better condition and they label the condition that they're in. Right. So you can pay four or five bucks for a brand new or Plus you know shipping for or a pretty shipping included. If you spend more than ten bucks, shipping's free. Oh wow. So, you know, and I've routinely bought you know I spent twenty twenty five bucks and bought five or six books. Yeah. Well, um, and this one had a cool like. Um, Bookmark. Yeah, it came with like a little bookmark. Yeah, it's custom. It, was, it was custom about the book and yeah. like little key points associated with yeah. it. Yeah, so you if you don't have any, you can get them even cheaper if you don't care what condition they're in. Yeah. You know, because if you'll just say like, I don't care if it's torn to shreds as long as it still like functions. Yeah. You can get them for like a buck. Oh, wow. But I always buy, I always try to buy them like in very good condition yeah. if I can. Just because I don't, you know, I don't want a bunch of tattered books. But, right. But yeah, I had bought Who Moved My Cheese after you recommended it. It was funny. It's funny how this happens. Tell me if this happens to you. Sometimes I'll I'll get a recommendation and yeah. then I'll get that recommendation like three or four times from other people yeah. all in the same week. Oh. As if the universe has conspired to sort of it's be like omen. you need to read this thing. Right. So you had told me about who moved my cheese and then my mom told me about who moved, who moved my cheese yeah. and it was because my brother had read it in school. Oh wow. I had read it in one of their, their classes. Yeah, growing up my dad he he I think he read it or told me about it or we listened to it together in the car yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I love it. It's a book about change. And so you know, we're book. constantly experiencing yeah. change throughout our life. Yeah, listeners, if you haven't if you haven't listened or, or read that book, read it. It'll take you an hour to read. Right. It's very, very short. Totally. The concept Big words, is, pictures. Yeah, the concept is about as elementary as it gets. Oh, but yeah. the story is really uh, good. It'll make you think. And some of the one-liners. Yeah. Um, Solid one. Some of the one-liners, which we won't spoil the book for you, but it's a it's a cheese in a maze is right. kind of the idea. And there are characters who end up kind of leaving clues in the maze on the wall for other people who might come after them. Yeah. And it's like these very wise words. Right. In fact, I I was flipping through it and I probably took two hours yeah. to read it because I just would stop and ponder. Yeah. It's a book you can read in 45 minutes to oh, an yeah. hour. But I just sat there and I was like, man, this is kind of deep stuff. Yeah. Well, but There's a lot of so wisdom a lot of, there. A lot of the criticism of the book was around the idea that it is so simple. Too simple. Yeah, it's like, duh. You know yeah. what they're saying? Well, right. no kidding. It's common sense. But is it really common sense? I mean, having a book and ideas that are that deep and that complex, like when you read them, it's like it, it just rings true because it's truth. But mm-hmm. is it really common sense enough that people are going to think of that on their own? And well, some do. I, I've right? thought about that. Like, why would anything exist if everybody already knew everything? Right. <laughs> Well, and why do, yeah, why are books popular? Why are yeah. movies popular? Why are YouTube videos popular? Podcasts is pop. You know, a lot of people talk about the, a yeah. lot of the same stuff and it just comes in context, right? I mean, you have different stories that present a different, right. an idea a different right. way. Well, this is the thing I think about a lot because, you know, I've been, I've been really reading at a, at a fast pace for a year now. And I, I, what I've noticed is that if you read books mm-hmm. that are about business or you read books about self-improvement, mm-hmm. the themes are so consistent. Oh, yeah. And Slightly tweaked. Yeah. Right? Well, and the reality is you and I could sit on the front porch and you could say, I'm really affected by things people say to me. Yeah. And I could tell you, you know what, Darren, one of the greatest life lessons to learn is to just not care what other people think. Yeah. Right. I could just tell you that. Right. And you could just say, you know what? I like that. That's good. I'm going to work That's on it. That's a good idea. But there, true. we will read... 300 page books right. that are about the subject <laughs> of not caring what other people think about us right. that just dive deep. And I, and so 
Why is that? I don't know. I think there's probably the more you get involved in a subject. Well, here's, here's my thoughts and you tell me your thoughts. My thoughts are that when you read something out of a book, by default, you think it's more serious or more. Oh, yeah. You're like. There's authority behind it. There's authority. Right. Exactly. That's a great word. So you, and you respect it more. Mm-hmm. And you're taking the time and you feel like you're investing well, in yourself. Well, somebody else has thought about it. Yeah. Thought about it enough to put it into yeah. a book. But, but the act of reading and consuming the pages, mm-hmm. it's like nourishing. Right. You feel like you're doing something for yourself. You feel right. like a better person just right. for reading. And so there's sort of this transformative thing that happens when you maybe haven't read much, but then you read a self-help book. You're like, this is changing my life. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, but it, it is interesting that we can stretch a topic so far. Yeah. And topics that we've literally been thinking about since we were in kindergarten. Yeah. You know, the first time you got bullied, your kindergarten teacher got down on one knee and looked you in the eye and said, Darren, it doesn't matter what the other kids think of you. Yeah. And you've been thinking about that principle for all 30 something years of your life, but we would still pick up a book titled, um, you know, how to not care what people think about you. Yeah. And we would read it. Right. Very interesting, right? Yeah. Very. Um, it shows you how lifelong learning is a, such a real thing. If you already knew everything, you wouldn't have to read that. Right. You don't know everything. Right. Right. Which what I kind of find interesting too, though, is like how some stories, like, you know, you could read a book by three different authors about the same topic, like we just talked about, Mm -hmm. but yet you could resonate with one of them, two of them, and not the third one or, you know, and just, it is fascinating that, yeah, there's truths out there and then how some books will impact you one way mm-hmm. and then you reread them and you you know like i i always reread books that sure, i really yeah, love i yeah. i'm constantly doing it because it's i think i i like that feeling of like mm-hmm. like wow that really would work and then the, you, when you start applying what you've read in your books and things like that it just is such a good feeling that you're that you're accomplishing something you're going in a good direction so well and reading something more than once is sort of like telling your brain you cementing it make in this brain. uh you know like that movie inside out yeah it's like make this a core memory yeah yeah take this knowledge mm-hmm. put it in one of those spherical memory balls right and make it one of my core memories yeah um i i i, I agree with what you were saying about authors too of like you know i've read I've read things on the same topic from different authors and definitely liked some of one of the books better than the others. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. The conclusions are the same. Well, one thing that I find fascinating too, though, is like when you pick up, let's say you pick up like a a novel, Mm -hmm. you you read fiction, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you read three different fictions by three different authors. Mm -hmm. One of them, you'll just decide that you like that author the best. Mm -hmm. Now, they're all just a story. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. We do the same thing with movie directors. We do the same thing with writers of any kind. You just say, oh, that guy resonates with me. I like that. And it's just it's all down to like just personal preference. Well, and based on um, like past, you know, environments that we grew up in, like, well, what do you think it is? Do you think it is we just relate to certain things we've got? I don't know. I've thought a lot about this because it actually irritates me that I don't understand it. Yeah. But how some things you could just like watch and be like, no, right, this is dumb. But a, a novel, let's say, with thousands of words, yeah, and at, how those words are organized, yeah. At some point, you just get halfway into the novel and you think, I really like this author, yeah. And other novels, you just get halfway in and you're like, 
I'm done. I don't, I don't love this. Yeah. But these people are both selecting words from the English language. They're both telling you a story with a narrative. Right. And you just, you just decide which one you like the best. And it's, there's, it's actually really subtle. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not an English major and someone would probably say to me, well, you're wrong. The, the divide is so big. I see it as very subtle. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people are using the same words. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of organization, organization of how you're telling it and what you're setting up for later. And, Mm-hmm. And what, how little, you're building each character. Yeah. Or, oh, and, yeah. And if you're the type of author who spends half a page describing the leaves that were on the tree that the guy was running past, yeah. as opposed to just the guy running past and moving on to something else. Yeah. Because, you know, there's an author who will say, you know, Jerry ran out onto the street, but then he'll talk about it was a, a blustery fall morning. Right. The leaves rain. started to look well, like yeah. this. He could feel the rain on his skin like mm-hmm. ants on a log, whatever. Right, <laughs> right. Like you have people who just embellish Very and embellish and embellish. And maybe you like that. Maybe you don't. Yeah. Maybe you prefer like get to the point. Maybe you, maybe well, what you, do you prefer. I don't know. Huh. It's it. That's why I say for me, I found it to be the, uh, a subtlety. Um, I will say I've read a couple pieces of fiction, a couple novels that were um, uh, recommended to me. One by the yeah. owner of a bookstore that I like to go to and one by a friend. And both of them I finished because I just committed to reading them, mm. but I didn't like them very yeah. much. And I just sort of powered through them. Yeah. And the feeling that I had at the end, frankly, was that I thought that the books were um, so fluffy yeah. and so much about weird details uh-huh. that I just didn't quite feel smart enough. I almost felt like the book was sort of mocking me as I was reading it, <laughs> that I wasn't like refined enough or yeah. smart enough to be like appreciating what it was oh yeah there was one in particular i won't name and I, I won't even name the book or who the recommend it doesn't matter there was one book i finished a, f- a few months ago and i closed the book and i thought i just read a book about absolutely nothing hmm. i read an entire book kept thinking that right around the corner was something that was going to make this very interesting yeah. that it was all just building right. and i closed the last page and i thought that was a book about absolutely nothing oh my and I was like frustrated by it, yeah. you know, but it was hard because it was from, you know, a person whose recommendation I thought would be, yeah. would be really good. Right. Um, so it, it, it's, it's funny it's how that works. Yeah. But. Different factors, different yeah. elements of the book. Yeah. Well, that's good. Which is, I think, why you should read a lot. And yeah. I think why you should read, you should dip your toe in a lot of different topics and genres. And you never know, you might just love a mystery thriller novel. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. And I think, um, you know, I've certainly talked to some people uh, maybe who look at their reading time as so finite that they couldn't break away from, you know, like people on both sides, a person who's like, well, I just love stories. I don't want to read self-help. That's boring. Or someone who's like, I only want to read business books because that's what's going to get me ahead in life. I don't have time for mystery novels. Right. And the truth is like, you have a lot more time than you think. It's just how and, you're allocating it. And you can decide. You, if you want to enjoy yourself with something and a change of pace, I actually think that can be very good. Right. In my, own, in my own reading stack of books, I've found that when I've mixed a really fun novel mm-hmm. in between two um, heavier like books to teach me something, mm-hmm. I've absorbed those two books better. Oh, wow. I honestly think the change of pace helps my brain Digest to shift it. gears and to let... It almost like... 
So I'll read like a like a, a book to learn something right. big from. Right. And then I'll be like digesting that while I'm reading the fun book still. Mm. And then by the time I get to the next serious book, I've like fully processed and internalized yeah. the serious book. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh well, yeah. Anyway. That's cool. That's a lot of long-winded talk about. Hey, you're passionate about it. Books and reading. Like and... I just want to go read right now. Should we read to our uh, listeners? <laughs> we should read. Just start reading. The, I'll, the I'll, I'll shout out quick what I'm reading. I'm reading two books. I'm reading um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the, oh, yeah. the uh, owner of Nike. Right. It's the story of how Nike gets started. Um, one small tidbit that you find out early on. So Nike is Greek. Hmm. Did you know this? A Greek symbol for well, something. I've gone my whole right. life and I just learned this. Nike means victory in Greek. Hmm. And it's associated with uh, the god uh, goddess Athena mm. in Greek mythology, wow. who was the goddess of victory. Anyway, little side Makes bit. Sense. And then the other book I'm reading is called Can't Hurt Me by mm. a guy named uh, David Goggins. He was a, um, it's just, it's a memoir. It's his story. It's mm. a, he was a like a kid who was in just crazy household situations, abusive situations who right. went through extreme weight transformations who eventually goes on to become a navy seal who it's kind of just a kind of an intense story about but wait is this the fiction it's fiction right no it's non-fiction it's It's a memoir oh it's his his story oh wow so i'm reading two kind of memoirs right now which i find i really gravitate to you know i there's something about hearing someone else's story and hearing about everything they went through every yeah and relating to them at different junctures, because I love, I love, and I love when these memoirs are like, "This is what my childhood was like. This is yeah. what high school was like." Well, and then to be able to pick out pieces and be like, "Yeah, I kind of had a childhood like that," or "Oh yeah, yeah. you know, I recognize that. I know how he feels." You yeah. start creating that connection through empathy or whatever. I find I like to know details of people's lives. Mm-hmm. I like to know what people struggle with. Mm-hmm. I like to know what people's fears are and what their hopes and dreams are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the you can't just find someone in your life to just tell you that. And mm-hmm. so for me, a memoir is kind of this cool way to tell people to be privately, right. <laughs> privately interviewing some person yeah. and hear the deepest, darkest troubles of their life. Yeah. Um, and just know more about the human condition. Yeah. So the human experience that we're all going through. Yeah. We well, all that's have ni- something, right? That's a nice balance that you're working on, that that World War II along with Who Moved My Cheese. That's mm-hmm. a solid setup right there. And then I've got a couple that are in the queue ready to go, but yeah, I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> I bought them. I, well, I just finished that one, The Five Second Rule. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. I bought another book. By, it is by Mel Robbins, and I bought another book by Mel Robbins that I'm going to listen to. She's... She's she's fun to listen to. Um, Does she read her own yeah. audiobooks? Yeah, cool. Yeah. I like when she, authors do that. And then she actually gives some insights um, along the way that you wouldn't get mm-hmm. reading the books. So that's what I like. That. Yeah, that's cool. That can't hurt me. That that book I'm reading, it actually does that. So they'll read like half a chapter, mm-hmm. and then the guy reading will talk with the author. Oh, wow. And almost like do a, a five-minute podcast at the end of each chapter in the huh. middle of reading the audiobook wow. to expound on things or yeah. whatever. I will tell you, if if you do decide to pick that one up, it is just completely riddled with uh, profanity. So mm. your call on, on, on that, and I'll just give you that fair warning. That, thank you for that. It is Appreciate a, that. this man is intense. You know, for the most part, I don't mind profanity. I mean, I try not to use it. 
very sure. often, you know, because yeah. there's, if you can utilize language in a way that doesn't right. require you to use that kind yeah. of language. Yeah. Um, but there are times when, you know, I just, it rubs me wrong when I'm in situations where you would expect someone to be more buttoned up mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they you start using foul language and you just kind of look at them like, well, I don't really care, but just the way you're doing it, it just sounds dumb. Like, I agree with you. You know? So when it's sort of gratuitous yeah. or just sort of like there for yeah no reason. Right. It's like you did you really need to say that? It's like right. it's like watching that PG thirteen movie when, you know, at that one point they drop the F bomb and then you're like, Okay, really? Did you did you did that make the movie better? Did it add to the movie by having that F word in there? Yeah. I I don't know. So Well just a thought. I, I, I agree, you know, and and you and I are in the same boat, you know, I, I'm not a, I've, I've always felt a little bit just that like profanity cheapened, cheapened a little bit what I was, I never wanted to be in a room and trying to make a point mm-hmm. and have anybody get stuck on the word I chose mm-hmm. as opposed to the thing I was trying to get done. Right. Because to me, I've always been like, well, I can get something done without having to put an exclamation on it with right. some, some bit of profanity. And that's just my own personal vibe of course i stub my toe like anybody else and there's some some colorful language from time to time or or uh but and then i'm no by no means uh i'm not trying to say that it's it's never used or it's i'm a perfect person in that regard but the idea is like i I prefer to make my point without it i'll just say that i've i've worked with some people who you know in fact one guy in particular he's like sometimes a well-placed f word just gets the the point across (laughs) the message across i was like well that's his style, you know. Yeah. That's the way that he. You know, if he wants to roll that way, that's the I way can that, see that that he wanted to go with it. And, um, but I also, you know, I hope that it's nice to be in situations where you communicate freely with people, yeah. and that the the word you choose. I don't like that. I don't like thinking that the word I chose would be a hangup for whether or not my opinion mattered. Right. You know, we do that totally. with politicians. We hold people to such a high standard that we say, right. "Well, how could I take him seriously if he used that word?" Right. And I don't like that. Right. And so I think I've always tried to be a little bit conservative there, like in a public setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's well. And another thought to that is like, um, just being able to have going back to your point about the conversations, and then and being willing to have the conversation, and how you have that conversation. Like growing up, I was, you know, I'm I'm a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. I don't like confrontation, mm-hmm. things like that. And then I got married, and my my wife is very, um, she, you know, she says what she thinks and she, she sure. doesn't mince words and, and, yeah. you know, and so it's been cool as we've grown together. Um, she's brought me to, you know, the point where, you know, when, when I need to speak up, I speak up and I don't care if it ruffles feathers or not. But then when there's times when I shouldn't, I won't, you know, that peacemaker side of me comes out yeah. and it's like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. And then with her, she's, she's come more to that middle where it's like, okay, I'm not going to say everything that I think Mm -hmm. and I'm going to just try to be a peacemaker here. So, Mm -hmm. which I think there's, there's value. I think you have to have both. You can't be walked on. You can't allow other people to just, just get away with things just because you're not willing to say no or willing to, you know, speak up and speak your mind. So. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've actually loved that. That's one of my favorite things I think that's, um, well, favorite growth opportunities that are things that I've had accomplishments 
is coming more to that middle ground and being able to speak my mind in a way that, you know, if I have to be a little, like just the other night we went to, last night, we went to out to eat to Tecanos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the whole COVID-19 stuff, they're having to do it way differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, we're sitting down and, and we order the food. You know, it's not buffet now because of that. You have to order on a piece of paper what you want and they bring it out. Well, they mm-hmm. bring out the portions and they're like tiny portions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, one, I didn't eat anything all day because I was expecting to go there and I wanted to eat. Yeah. You know, like you eat when you go to Tucano's. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they bring out this small food and then he doesn't bring out our drinks and he's like, he's just, he's not hitting on all cylinders, which I get like, you know, there's some, you know, impediments associated with COVID-19, but at the same point, I'm like, I'm still paying the same price Mm -hmm. as I would before. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, the, the gentleman I was with, he spoke up and said something and I just didn't feel like he adequately said it. And so I stepped up even more and bluntly said, Hey, look, this is what we're feeling. And this is what should be, you know, what I would expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, should I not expect this? And so, uh, he actually, right after we said something and got all excited and our food came out quicker, it came out more and mm-hmm. like, and then after the, you know, the, the manager came over and talked to us and we, we explained to him what was going on and, and he apologized and he, he was like, I'm glad you said something because service changed and, yeah. you know, the greasy wheel got the oil. So, yeah. Or the squeaky wheel, greasy wheel. Right. The squeaky wheel. Yeah. Got yeah. The oil, so, yeah. I, I mean, know. I mean, uh, I think that's some people are definitely more, more conditioned earlier on in life to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it's, I think it's the hope that you, you know, I think it goes, into that kind of trying not to live with things that you regret. Like I regret not saying anything, right. you know, the, the, the fewer times that like the longer you get into life, you hope that you're doing that fewer and fewer times right. where you have to say that like, Oh, I regret that not you would just this follow or... your impulses, follow yeah. your, you know, whatever your gut says, you kind of just yeah. go with it. Do that crazy thing. Well, cause your gut, your gut transforms. It learns over time, you know, you'll have gut feelings that, that you, one, are just things that you get, your intuition, but other things are ones that you're, you just get better at recognizing. Right. You know, the patterns or places where you're going to have to step up. Yeah. You get better well, at mustering the courage to do something. That's what that Mel Robbins was saying in her book, The Five Second Rule, is like you're just naturally, you know what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And there's just a natural tendency that your, you know, your inner self, your spirit, your, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, you, you want to do something, you want to accomplish that and you just, you know, you'll hesitate. Mm -hmm. Your brain will start thinking rather than letting your just, you know, just going for it. And that's what she says is like, soon as you hear something that's like, oh, I should do this. That's when you do the five, four, three, two, one, you know, go Mm -hmm. and do it and just Mm -hmm. start acting because as soon as you let your brain start thinking you're in trouble and you're mm. not going to go for it. Yeah. You're not going to accomplish it. So, yeah. Well, you've, you've compared that to, you know, getting out of bed in the morning Yeah, of like, if you, if you turn off your alarm, you know, I'm a person who still needs an alarm. I know you said you've at certain points been conditioned to go without yeah. an alarm, but if I turn off my alarm and, and sit up, then I'll get up. Oh, really? If I turn off my alarm and lay there and think, Hmm, 
what do I, what am I going to do? Like if I start getting in yeah. thoughts of like, what, oh, what am yeah. I going to do today? What's my and first then, thing boom. on my, you know, you kind of just drift off. Oh yeah. So I am a person who, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get up in the morning, I have to react to the alarm. Yeah. The, and I, I have to, if I give myself even five seconds of thinking time, I'll derail it. Yeah. I, uh, and I, have I shared before the, um, my little routine that I did to make myself a morning person? I can't I know remember. I've told you about it, but I don't know if we've told yeah, maybe not. Podcast Nation about this, but, um, Tony Robbins talks about neurological associations and how, mm. you know, the power poses and things like that. Well, I just applied that to like getting out of bed to where, you know, as soon as my alarm would go off, I'd sit up straight in my bed, put my, you know, get in a power pose, put up my hands on my hips, you know, puff out my chest, put the biggest, cheesiest grin on my face mm-hmm. and just think to myself, I'm happy to be awake. I'm happy to be awake. And then do it in the mirror. Once you've stood up, go into the bathroom, turn on the light with a mirror and do the exact same thing. Yeah. And I found that it would, it essentially, and still to this day, when my alarm goes off, I just sit up out of bed and get up. And like the, the thought never crosses my mind mm. to hit the snooze button. Mm-hmm. And, but then there's, it, it, it has to be done. You know, I don't know how I, I do it maybe every three months or so. I'll have to kind of re- Mm-hmm. redo the cheesy smile and all that but recalibrate yeah recalibrate it was funny i told a friend about it and he he tried it and he's like it works mm-hmm. but he's like but i didn't want to do it because i wanted to stay asleep and i'm yeah. like well yeah <laughs> okay you know that defeats the purpose but at the same time you know it was good to hear him say well yeah. it works i've done if you'll it actually do i've it. done it on your recommendation oh good oh yeah. good i <laughs> i know some people that i had told to do it they did it, and then while they were doing it, they thought, "Is this just like some joke Darren's playing on us?" Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Yes." There's a there's a concept in this book can't t- can't hurt me uh, called um, callousing your mind. Hmm. This idea that like to become mentally tough, like when you've worked all day in the field, you get calloused hands. Yeah. And oh, yeah. when you when you do things that your brain doesn't want to do, mm-hmm. but that make you better, unreasonable, you, you create calluses, right? And your brain gets a little tougher. So right. the idea of waking up early and sitting up and cheesing when you don't want to, yeah, that's creating a callus, right? And once you have calluses, like you're a person who for sure has the morning callus down, right? You're you're the callus of your br- in that spot of your brain about getting out of bed. You know, you, like it is. You, yeah, you're you're Just a great example of having that down. So, yeah, it's a that's an interesting idea that that not only unreasonable, but he you know he he offers in the book. He's like, make a list of all the things you don't want to do, and then start doing them all yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Start. Well, toward- I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like public speaking. Yeah. People that don't want to public speak. I remember back when I was younger. You know, high school age, mm-hmm. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd go to church and to speak in church. Mm-hmm. I would like shake the pulpit. I was so terrified. Yeah. And then uh, in college, I had a class where we did tons of mm-hmm. presentations. And uh, I just, you know, you get to a point when you've done it so many times, it just becomes routine. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Think of those things that you do not want to do and just do them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. It's almost a comical exercise. Yeah. Like, Darren, what would you not like to do right now? Uh, I wouldn't like to run three miles carrying uh, dumbbells in my hand. Okay, go do it. Yeah. And then tomorrow do it again. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, and create, well, we've kind of done that with running. Yeah. Like every day at 10 o'clock ish. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's that time. It's time to go run. Yeah. Even though we don't want to. Yeah. So when you bring it all the way back, you say, well, I'm scared to speak up in meetings. Okay. Speak up in every meeting from yeah. now on. Oh yeah. You're going to, you're going to hate it, but you have to do it in order right. to create a callus. Right. In order to toughen up that spot of your brain, you're just going to have to do things you don't like. There's the perfect thing. Your, your, your author told you in that context about speaking up, just doing it, yeah. do, do what you don't want to do and it will become easier. Mel Robbins in the five second rule, exact same concept, yeah. but just in a different flavor. A little different of, way. Do the, her whole thing is that five, four, three, two, one, go. And that's how she's, it started for her. She blasted out of bed. Yeah. And it, that was the, the kingpin like, um, habit that she had to create. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think that's whenever you feel like, like you, you want to do something, but then you're, and then you know, your brain's going to kick in and say, don't do it. Yeah. All those times you should be doing it Mm -hmm. because it will help you in some way. somehow. Well, not, not to beat this book to death or just make the show all about that, all about this book, but I love that base. I'll, I like the way that he he approaches all these concepts that we're talking about, self-development concepts, but yeah. from this very like different way. So for instance, how many times have we heard like, speak kindly to yourself? You know, mm. don't, you know, you, you use the voice inside your head to build you up. Don't break yourself down or whatever. Right. And he has this one part in the book where he, he talks about the accountability mirror, which is where you get in the in front of the mirror and you just talk crap to yourself. You just beat the crap out of yourself really, for a short burst of time to just get it out. Because his his theory is like, you feel that way about yourself anyway. So why not just verbalize it so you can deal with it? So when someone's like, ah, you know, I just, maybe I should, I'll just work really hard and I'll try to lose a few pounds, right? But that person's really struggling with their weight. And internally they're saying, I think I'm fat, right? So they get in the mirror and he's like, what you should do is get in the mirror and call yourself fat. Yeah. Say, you are a fat piece of crap. You need to go work. Out. What are you doing? Huh. Eat better and work out. You're an idiot. Look at yourself. That's like, interesting. Like this is him quoting in the book. Yeah. This is direct quotes, right? right? And he's like very, it's like very rough. Yeah. But he's like, look, I'm not advocating that you do this every morning. I'm saying at some point you need to look at yourself and all the like little passive aggressive dialogue you're having in your head, just yeah. let it out. And then you can like deal with it, right? All right. So it's interesting because again, it, it's like these same self-help topics, right? But people can cut them up so many different ways. But in a lot of ways, you think, well, that's how we all grow, though, because not everyone is going to read the same book and then well, grow at the same time or at the right. same pace, yeah, right. all that. So you gotta, you gotta, if you if you like um, ingest or, or or digest enough material you finally find a person who says it in a way that clicks Yeah. so that you make a change. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, and to those points of what you were saying about speaking in the mirror. Yeah. So when I would have experiences where either super nervous, Mm -hmm. I was going in for a job interview. Yeah. um, Or, you know, working for a particular job and something gave you anxiety, a presentation, whatever. um, What I would do is I would do just positive affirmations over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Just like saying, like in the mirror saying like, I am smart. I am, I, I speak well, I, I, mm-hmm. I buttoned up, you know, and just constantly saying those things over and over. And sometimes I type them yeah. or write them just, and it is insane how doing that just instantly takes the worry away. 
Yeah. Like after you've done it, you know, you do it for five minutes and it's like, what am I even worried about? I'm mm-hmm. going in here. I'm, I, you know, I'm this person. I'm smart. I can, I'm capable. Right. And gone into interviews and just killed it. Right. Given presentations and just killed it, you know, so. Yeah, it's amazing how, um, well, it's just a great, it's a, a very interesting concept that, that growth comes in so many different forms, right? Yeah. Some people need to yell at themselves. Some people need to whisper nice things to themselves. Yeah. There's been times where I've used anger. Anger's yeah. a good motivator. The point is, though, is like, I don't care what you do as long as you're like trying Going in something. a direction. I mean, yeah. I, I love to just see a person with some purpose in their life. Yeah. If you got some purpose, I don't care if you get out of bed and and dance around your room naked listening to Rage Against the Machine to pump you. <laughs> I, what do I care? Oh, yeah. I if mean, you, everybody's got to do it. If you get, if you get out in the world and do something cool and you're and you're trying to be a good person, I mean, what do I care how you yeah. psych yourself up? Yeah. Right? Well, care in this stance that maybe it'll psych you up. Maybe there's yeah something to it, you know, and the sharing the ideas, yeah. helping bring other people along. Well, I guess just saying that anyone who argues that there's a right way. Right. Is, There's is, no one size yeah, fits all. I, I, that's not a great argument, I don't right. think. And I just thought of the Zig Ziglar quote, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Right. And, yeah, we're all here trying to figure it out. Let's, yeah. let's help each other out. So. Well, and what a cool platform in some cases, these books we've talked about, right, of a person just saying, you know, this is what worked for me. Yeah. This is what I thought of. Right. And if this helps you, then great. Right. And if it doesn't, move along. Go on to something else. Yeah, buy a, buy a different book, yeah. right? I mean, a person, you got to remember that like a, a person's book, just because they seem like an authority, it's still written from their own lens. And their perspective, yeah, yeah. And, and you are as likely to disagree with Mel Robbins as you are to disagree with your neighbor. Oh, yeah. Mel Robbins may have more authority right. in some publishing world or some right. academia, but you can disagree with her the same way you can disagree with your parents or your wife or your friend. Right. You know, she has no more authority over your brain than anybody has. Right. She can't tell you what to think or yeah. do. She can inspire per- you. Yeah, perception's reality. And so, right. um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Should we, should we hit them with a random Well, I think at topic? this point in time, we, uh, yeah, we better. Yeah, we better or else we might start uh, burning the midnight oil here. Oh. All right, let's see. Let's get it fired up. If it's something crazy like books or something that we've already talked about i will just throw this mic on the ground and do a full-on mic drop i'm gonna press it and i'm gonna turn it and surprise you okay let's see it world 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 of warcraft disney world disney world i've never been to disney world worldwide web web mr www mr worldwide Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Pitbull? Pit yeah, Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. How many, let's just go back and forth. How many, let's just think of all the things you can think of with world in them. Okay. Like common phrases or names of things or something. Like, Dude, you're good at this. Go. Like I said, Disney World, right? Okay. Um, um, Wayne's World. Um, water World. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, worlds apart. What in the world? Um, 
I don't know. You win. You win. I won? Oh, no way. I don't know I if that you. was a... I don't know if that was a contest. Jeez, that... I got nothing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. That was... Uh... That was intense. That was intense. Yeah. What, world. what can be said about world? I mean... Um, first thing that comes to mind for me yeah. is when I visited China. Um, you know, being from Utah in the United States and... You know, culturally and, yeah. you know, before we went, it was for my the master's program I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned about China. We went to Beijing and Shanghai and uh, did you ask? The... Did you ask for fry sauce? Oh, yeah, totally. China. And the cool, funny thing is, is most people listening that's outside of Utah have no idea what fry sauce is, but it is the most amazing condiment in the world. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, oh geez. No. Party foul. We have a drink down. Oh, jeez. I mean, is that? Oh, oh, oh. I'd rather have it on my floor than on my desk. <laughs> we we had an accident, people. This is, dude. This this day, this this podcast is like. You. I mean, is your computer gonna catch on fire next? Is that? No, it'll. I be... mean, we had the uh, Siri thinks something's going on. On your Siri computer. Siri thinks something's going on. Oh yeah. Um. But no, when I went to China, like my world and my perception was so finite, I feel. Uh, even though in the moment I felt like maybe I did know what the world was like. Right. And then just going to Beijing and Shanghai and those places and really experiencing um, what was going on. Okay, funny story about that. Yeah. While you're cleaning up your keyboard so it doesn't get ruined. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, so we, folks. You're hearing live me cleaning my... Cleaning yeah, LaCroix and, out and of my keyboard. And I can just straight up keep talking. You know, Do it. It's, tell, it's us your, tell us your story. So we went to China, right? We flew into Beijing. So we left Salt Lake City. We flew into Tacoma, Washington. And then from Tacoma, Washington, we went up around the globe, around the world, and then dropped back down into to China and then into Beijing. Um, so from Utah to Tacoma, everything was good, you know, Got on the flight, headed to the, the Beijing, got to Beijing, and of the whole entire flight of people, my luggage was the only one that got misplaced. No kidding. So not only are we there for like 11 or 12 days, but I'm starting it off with I don't have my luggage. You don't have any But chinese. I was prepared. I mean, I at least had a pair of underwear in my backpack and some other things, you know, to brush my teeth, things like that. The essentials, you know. Um, so that was... That was a crazy experience that I was the only one on the plane that had that happen. Uh, yeah, crazy weird. So, um, but just being in China, being on the Great Wall, um, and really just you saw the Great that. Wall. Oh yeah, we we walked on a portion of it, a small portion because it's like twelve thousand miles long. Was it awesome? Oh dude, it was it was insanely awesome. It's twelve thousand miles long. Yeah, or more. I think maybe it's thirteen thousand. You can see it from space. That's how big it is. Boy, I don't know anything about China. I mean, I knew the Great Wall of China existed, but I have no idea how large it is. Yeah, and then, I mean, so while I was there, I just remember, you know, the interactions with people. You know, me being taller. You know, I'm 6'4". Yeah. uh, Not as tall as you, but I'm tall. And so over there, you know, people were constantly, like, you know, looking at me and, and trying to, you know, I don't know. And we would, we would, we would sit there and photo bomb everybody. Yeah. That was the best part. So, no, that was, That's it cool. made my world smaller. Yeah. You know, it was just one of those like, okay. 
you know, the people here in China, you know, yeah, they've got some traditions that are maybe a little bit different than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still people, and I'm I'm a people. You're a people. I'm a people people eater, purple people eater. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I mean, I uh, that's one thing I'd love to do at some point in life is travel a little bit more because I'm really not a very well traveled person. But yeah, um, one thing I've thought about is the height thing. You know, I can't wait mm-hmm. to travel internationally and see what oh, that yeah. looks like. And then two, you know, just just. You tend to think maybe if you're not well-traveled or haven't traveled much that other places are still like these mythical places that you've only really thought about or seen in movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that they don't really exist or that people there must be so much different than you. Right. And then I would imagine you do get to that place and you're like, well, these are just people. Oh, yeah. This, Same this, guy's, this guy's just going to work like anybody. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I have been to, to Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, I've never I, been there. And I did stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, I bet you did. T- Tijuana. Um, <laughs> That's funny. It was, uh, it was quite the scene. I will tell you, one of the happiest moments of my life is eating street tacos in oh. Tijuana. Nice. Um, I think at the time the exchange rate was like, like 17 pesos to a dollar, yeah. which was really good at the yeah. time. And you could get a street taco for like eight pesos or yeah. something, which is almost like 50 cents American. Yeah. Um, and it was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I would put down like $4 on the counter and he would just hand me like eight tacos. Yeah. And I'd just, you know, go to pound town on those bad boys. Totally. And it was, uh, boy, what a treat. Dude, you should stop have seen talking the, about that. We're going to have to go to Beto's. You should have seen the smile on my face. Yeah, I see it right now. It it's, was amazing. It's, you're, we're, I mean, I can see Beto's in your eyes. Yeah. Betos. Um, for those of you at home, I just I just showed Darren my eyes. And in fact, there was a burrito <laughs> reflected a in piece my of, eyes. Yeah, a piece of burrito was stuck in his eye. <laughs> in my eye. Uh, he was eating something. I don't know if you guys caught on to yeah. that. He was chomping. But, you know, I did. What a, I, what a hot mess we've been this episode. Dude, this, huh? this podcast, I... You know, I almost want to a... publish it right now. Not even put an <laughs> intro or an <laughs> outro and just like... With explicit, and, and we'll just put the explicit. title. The title will just be "We're Sorry." Yeah, like w- I spilled Lacroix all over my desk. We had an asteroid hit the house. Yeah. earlier. Yep, it's kind of a joke, honestly. Honestly, I don't even know who I am right now. But one could argue, okay. right, that the first ten episodes, the fact that we did those with no editing and didn't have anything weird happen yeah, in those ten, that's we were I bound. Mean, we did a little. The last one, we were number ten. We had a little. We but did. that was like, I mean, it wasn't that big, but I mean, we heard kids and yeah. things like that. But I mean, that's... But we were bound to, like, it was inevitable, right? Right. We were going to have something weird happen in an episode. Well, and it has to. I mean, that yeah. shows you that we're real. Vulnerable. That we spill stuff. We're, we're being vulnerable. As, as Brene Brown would say. Yep, Brene Brown. We're daring greatly. Uh, that's we're being a good book. very vulnerable. I haven't, but I know of it. I've listened to it a couple times. And I've... Heard so much about it that I practically do feel like I've read yeah, it. Yeah, I know? mean, it's it is it's one of those classics. Yeah, classic. Well, let's hit him with another topic. Let's go back well, to back wait, here. I mean, world. I mean, we good with that? We feel. I mean, world I feel War Two. Like There's te- another one. Technically, anything we talk about is part of the, the world. world. So unless could, we talked about Star Wars, and then it wouldn't, right? It's part of a world. Oh, good point. Good. Point. We could talk about cheese. I love cheese. Do you love cheese? Do you know those little cheese rolls from Costco? Do you guys ever get those? What are they little called? Little cheese rolls? Yeah, they're they're tiny. Is that the name of a rapper? Little cheese roll? 
little cheese roll. Chicka chicka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like cheese with other things. I don't like eating Just cheese plain. plain. Mm. Are you a plain cheese oh, eater? Oh yeah, I could eat plain yeah. cheese. Mm-hmm. I no, I, I I don't like. The, the thought of just the thought of just taking a bite out of like a block of cheddar is just horrible to me really i don't like the thought at all huh. slice cheese on everything please oh yeah melted cheese like of course. but not not that crappy cheese like the singles craft singles here's the thing that's where i'm not too picky i'll eat that on a sandwich right now oh dude I, I'm you're not, not a picky guy at i'm all. not too proud to eat that yeah i am but i would say I'm very I, proud. I i i won't you know when you're I've been in houses where like mom's cutting a block of cheese and she's just cutting off pieces and handing them to the kids. Yeah. That's not me. Oh yeah. I, I, I won't just eat cheese. Oh like yeah. Oh, I eat cheese like that all the time. Um, what's your favorite type of cheese? Um, cheese. I'm not a cheese connoisseur. I'm a pepper jack guy. Oh, I like pepper jack. You like a good mm-hmm. pepper jack mm-hmm. with a little bite. Yeah. With a little, bite. little stank I love on it. On the burger. Um, we're going to sound so uncultured cause I'm sure there's like a million other cheeses that are w- like oh, totally. way more interesting than pepper yeah. Jack. That's a, that's a middle class. That's a middle class fancy. Are you familiar <laughs> with that Instagram account? No, there's I don't have Instagram real quick sidebar. There's an Instagram account called middle class fancy hmm. and it makes fun of just like middle class things like going <laughs> to Chili's and like Chili's. I hate Chili's and like, uh, do you like Chili's? I mean, I like food. So yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, middle class f- fancy things like, I don't know. You'd have to look at the account and you'd relate to it. That's a total sidebar. Um, sidebars and salad bars. Oh, salad bar. A good salad yeah. bar? Side salad bars. Mm-hmm. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, but I, uh, you know, a, a little craft single. You know that you kind of have to. Uh, what about oh. Velveeta cheese? Like a br- get a spoonful of Velveeta cheese. <laughs> I had a friend, yeah, seriously, growing up, that he full on would eat Velveeta we, cheese. We will, from time to time, when we're just feeling like uh, just trash goblins, <laughs> we'll we'll put trash vel- rats. We'll, we'll put a little Velveeta cheese on wheat thins and eat them like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's really good. What about the can and the cheese? The cheese. Yeah, that's what we use. Oh, so, the, okay. the Velveeta. Which it's Velveeta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Velveeta. whatever. That's e- right. Easy cheese or whatever. Easy cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really. Put it on a cracker and yeah, when you're just feeling like a real piece of garbage. When you just want to just <laughs> shove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you want some cake, 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 cake. All right, let's hit him with one more topic. Okay. To go with world. All right. Why is that red? Why is it showing blue and red? Month. Month. The reason that's showing red is, is it because recording? I it, hope it's it recording. is recording, but it stopped recording. Oh, it did. My, my drink tipped over and oh, I yeah. grabbed the drink. I hit the space bar, which paused it. Oh. And then I immediately pressed go again. So now there's actually two tracks, which oh, we'll just gosh. have to merge. Oh, merge. Merge. Merge them. Oh, man. It looks like there's three tracks because two of them are duplicated. And one, anyway, Look, you folks, guys don't need to it's know the a real mess here. It's a real mess. This, but our uh, our second world is our second world is month. Our word <laughs> the second, word second is world month. is month. Month. Yeah, so my second world is month. Month. What does month bring to mind? Uh, in, birthday is what instantly comes. Wow, to mind. birthday. Mm-hmm. Your birthday month. Hmm. I I love the the month of March. It's yeah. It's a really good month. 
Uh, not only is the first day of spring in there. Sure. Uh, but my birthday is in there. Your B day. Yeah. And you, 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 I'm sure you love April. I love April more than I love my children. Oh, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's your birthday. I'm just Mom. kidding. But yeah, <laughs> April's dope. April's great. It's my birthday. Yeah. It's two of my children's birthday. It's my mom's birthday. It's yeah. my, uh, my late grandfather's birthday. Hmm. You know, a lot of good things are happening in April. Yeah. You're starting uh, to get to that point where school is getting close to being out. April 15th. And everybody lo- everybody looks forward to paying their taxes. Dude, I was so pumped that this year we got pushed out to July 15th. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't looking forward to that tax bill. You got to pay oh, pay the yeah. tax, man. I got to pay him. Pay to play, yo. You got to pay to play. You know, I passed go a few, few too many times and I landed on that tax space. And um, it's going to whap me in the face. Whap. A big old whap. <laughs> <laughs> month, month to me, what it triggered in my mind immediately was how fast and slow months go by. Um, where like, you will yeah. think like, oh, geez, is May ever going to be over? Dude, and 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 now here we are, over. and May's over. Right. Yeah. I, that goes back to a saying I love that I've heard people say. It's, but it it doesn't say month in it, but it says. Um, days go by like weeks and weeks go by like days. Mm-hmm. So it's like days sometimes seem like they drag on, but then you blink and then, you know, weeks have gone by. Yeah. You think about the Monday to Friday. Yeah. You, you, it feels like you're simultaneously saying, uh, it's Monday and yeah. thank goodness it's Friday. Yeah. Like tomorrow's like Friday. It within the span pumped. of, within the same 30 second thought, you're like acknowledging both things. Yeah. But yet in the middle of the day on Wednesday, you're like, geez, guys, is this week ever going to be over? Mm-hmm. I just, time I is that, a weird I dynamic. just had that conversation with my coworker on yeah. Wednesday, yesterday. What do you think of the saying time flies when you're having fun? Totally agree. Because you, you're focused, you're subconsciously focused and you're, you know, in real time focused on what you're doing mm-hmm. that you just get so absorbed that time just, there's no sense of time, right? Yeah. Time isn't, it. it's a constant, it's going at a constant rate, but there was some study done. I don't know if, did I tell you about this? They were talking about how as you get older, time speeds up mm. in your, like subconsciously. So they would, they would tell people, I guess the study was, they to a younger person, somebody who's thirty, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, tell me when you think a minute has gone by." Mm. So they'll sit there, sit there, sit there. Okay, there's a minute, and then they'll say to have somebody that's seventy or eighty do the same exact thing, and they'll say that the minute is slower or faster, like it's really that they're after you know thirty five forty seconds they're like, "Okay, it's been a minute." Yeah, and then the younger person, it's it's. At a minute, or actually past a minute, a little bit longer. Why so, is why why do they think I, that is? I don't remember. Hmm. I don't I, honestly. I could have just made that up. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. I mean, if we're, I'm I, I want to be honest, I'm all for fake studies. I love fake yeah. Studies. You know, seventy two percent of statistics are made up. Right on the I've, spot. I have heard that. So I have um, heard that. I would agree that you probably we should probably Google fact check what I just said. Hey Google. Google. Yes. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, Was you're, that my cue? Oh, you're there. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. Google. Hi. What can I help you? Yeah. With? Hi. It's Google. Yeah. What What do you want to ask me, and so I can save in my database forever, forever and ever and ever. 
Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. I, I think that um, time goes by faster when you like what's going on in a weird way. Because you don't want it to end. You don't want, yeah. You're kind of just, you know, you, 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 you and I both have kids. So, you know, the kids running up to the pool or running to you, up to you at the pool and being like, can we stay for five more minutes? You're like, yeah, 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 five more minutes. And they're like, yes, they're so pumped. They think five minutes is so long. Uh, five minutes seems like a long time, right? Yeah. And time is just flying by for these kids. Oh, they'll yeah. be playing around in the pool, and three hours will go by. And, they'll, and then they'll complain on the way home, like, we weren't even there very long. Yeah. You're like, no, we were there for hours. Yeah. Or think about, I always think about when you were in a, a class in high school. Yeah. And that let's say it was, um, you know, listen to the teacher drone day. Oh, yeah. Time just was the lectures but then let's say it was work with a group on fun project day yeah the time would fly Flew. by mm-hmm. and you know you and i have talked about here we are we're you know an hour and six minutes into a discussion and every time we do this it never feels like that amount of time mm-hmm. ever never. no it's it's you weird. can get lost in conversation oh yeah i love getting lost in conversation. and just kill several hours kill it straight up murder it <laughs> You just, you just look at it Murder in the eye time. and punch it in uh, the throat. Month. Uh, that time of the month. That I, I don't know that we want to go there. But <laughs> yeah, there's that. You know that time that you just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, month. What are we? What are we talking about here? Month. Oh jeez. Um, um. You know you you measure a lot of things in months. You know, you yeah. measure your you measure your budget usually. Yeah. You measure your shout out to Wineab. <laughs> shout out again to Dude, Wineab. We need to get affiliate code on that. You know, you measure your your financial um, situation kind Based of on, on a months. monthly basis, yeah. a little bit of like, well, how much do we want to spend on this this month or whatever. Yeah. Um, we did weekly for a while. Well, we still kind of do, just from the standpoint of how much we allocate money wise per per week. Yeah. For food and all that stuff, because that seemed to be more easily managed where we, we do parts of our budget weekly. Yeah. Too. And yeah. others it's like, well, but other parts, you know that like how much is your cell phone bill? Everybody knows per month yeah. how much they pay for their cell right. phone. Right. Um, or like your, your work, you know, a project. I mean, you, you can at least hopefully you are in your work setting a monthly goal or, you know what the theme of May is going to be for your work. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, that's what deadlines that's, th- that's this deadline and that's this meeting and right. that's this. Um, yeah, we've got, we just barely, well, it hasn't happened yet. June 4th is the day, a big deadline that we got to get a bunch of reports, mm-hmm. um, ready for the, for the board of directors. Mm. Um, so my, me and my coworker, we put together some, uh, risk analysis and, and things like that that go to the board and then that put together a presentation that ultimately a business unit executive will present to the board. Mm. And so it's, it's fun because we're creating that content, but right. at the same time they change that content in the last minute and you're like, okay, no, you're not changing this. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me so long to fix it. Anyway. Right. Well, it's fun. I mean, deadlines monthly. Yeah. Monthly contracts. Yeah. Month to month. Month to month. You know? Um, you know, certain months have, you know, like the month of December has like christmas flavor all throughout oh it. yeah like november's halloween well november's thanksgiving i mean things 
<laughs> but if you're if you want to still celebrate Halloween, no, into I, November, I do Halloween. That's great. I, October, November is Halloween, bro. What are you talking two, about? Two straight months. <laughs> well, I mean, of ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but like even the you know um, even a, a lesser a less important one like Valentine's Day. Less important. Well, it's less important than That's Christmas, isn't it? Important. It's the most important. You if you really, forget. if you really love the ones you love, the ones you love, but yeah, you, well, but you start kind of plotting what you're going to do around February 1st. Yeah. Maybe. I love the little like <laughs> warnings that you get like news stations or the radio yeah. or like, like heads up on guys. Facebook. It's like, Hey guys, just so you know, mother's day is coming. Hey guys, just so you know. Right. And it's like, Oh, thank you. I needed mm-hmm. that. But, I here's something that is interesting to me. Maybe it's not interesting to anyone else on the whole planet. I like to do an exercise, which is I like to like push-ups. Ask people. Oh, that kind. Of, no, <laughs> ask people how they visualize the the year in their head. Like how how I've never the, heard that before in my life. How how they visualize sort of the 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 passing of time and the keeping of time in their head, how they think of the year, like visually when they picture the year and all of its events in their mind's eye, what does that look like? And I like, I've had people draw it on papers (laughs) before to see what they thought. And what I learned is everyone looks at it differently. Oh yeah. And that I did not, I did not expect that. I do not know. I don't even know how to answer that question. It's a it's an odd question because I don't think I've thought about it. I visualize it like the Oakley logo on your hat, actually, an oval. Huh. So it's kind of like January up at the up at the top. Yeah. And you kind of round your way around through spring. So kind of like a clock. You kind of dip in the summer, but a, a counterclockwise. Yeah. And then you come up around into the fall, and then you you kind of crest again. So that's and, crazy. You dip in the summer. My my biggest drive and my most productive is summer well i wouldn't say that it's a dip like mentally of like i plan to get less done it's just the way i visualize oh it's almost like i see it as maybe more downtime or really or as i look at it as the as just a circle or an oval it's funny because i visualize the year as an oval and those Uh, and those summer months are always just kind of in that bottom crest i don't know is that the most insane question i've ever posed to you i'm like but here's the thing i've Sometimes had people i don't even know who you are anymore i know i know the, my brain has some incredibly strange things happening but i've asked people to think about this and i've put them on the spot and they've taken a sheet of paper or a whiteboard and they've drawn for me the way that they visualize it and i am yet i have yet to find two people who explain it the same way hmm. what just came to mind to me is like a uh a graph so like January, you're starting low on the bottom left. And as you're coming up out of then, you're coming into the summer months, which is like peak. And then in the fall, it starts coming back down and it's like a so, slope down. So yours is like a bell curve yeah. almost. My summer month, like, because I would look at it from a productive standpoint. Like, what do I get accomplished? What do I yeah. enjoy the most? Well, and maybe from an emotional standpoint or a, a mental standpoint, like winter months are not yeah. my favorite. And summer months, I'd, I mean, I love to play, love to go on vacation. But at the same right. time, 
hammering down and really getting some work done, right? I am. That's when I'm most productive. Well, here's what triggers the thought for me too. Like, here's an example. You and I are going to go see Ryan Hamilton. Oh yeah, in September. He he better still come. It better still happen, right? Yeah. But the idea is, I say that to you, and in your mind, you visualize the gap in the calendar between now and that date in September. That's what I'm asking you to think about how you visualize that. <laughs> Is that question just too insane? I don't, I don't visualize it. Like there's no, there's it. not a linear path. Yeah. You don't, you don't visualize like where you're at in the calendar now and where that is. No, no. It's just in September and it's that's when it September. is. See, I, I have, I have talked about this with over a dozen people. Yeah. And every single person has a different answer. There's not a single person who, there's not even commonalities in answers, frankly. My, yeah. my, my um, solution or my conclusion at this point in time is that people think about time in entirely different ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, I think the way I think about it is I'm here and now. I recognize that there's 12 months in a year, right? Yeah. And, I know there's certain dates throughout the year, like we've talked about birthdays. There's yeah. there's select few people that I have. I just know dotted throughout the year when their birthdays are mm-hmm. and when events are, like in July we're going to Lake Powell. Yeah. So like when I start thinking about that month, like when I just said Lake Powell in July, instantly my mind starts thinking about like 4th of July, mm-hmm. 24th of July, because we're in Utah and that's a... So you use more like... Like word and event association. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's interesting. I mean, it creates a picture of, you know, July, what's happening in July around that time. Yeah. I mean, that's how I try to memorize people's names. I always make an association with somebody I know. Mm -hmm. So like I heard a name tonight tonight, when I was over at a friend's house that uh, Colby was somebody that they had just met that moved into our neighborhood or Kobe. I think it was Kobe. And I thought of somebody who I knew. Was Dude, Kobe? Kobe? Yeah, Kobe Bryant. No, that's sad. That is sad. Poor Kobe Bryant and his family. Why, Different well, phase of life. How do we explain, how, do, how does science explain the fact that you can shake someone's hand, hear their name, and three seconds later forget it? Oh, yeah. I just, I that's actually one thing that I've tried to focus on to get better at. Yeah. And it's, it's coming. Yeah. Like I've told you how my Rolodex in my brain, like I'll see somebody. And I'm like, I know their name. And then my in my mind, the little spinning Rolodex is going around, going around. And, and I'm like, it's going to come. It's going to get here. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. And then I'll start talking to him like, hey, how's it going, man? And then by the time this conversation is over, it's like, all right, cool, Jason. Talk to you later, man. See you, Brian. Yeah. yeah. See you, Brian. And then Jason's like, well, who's Brian? And I'm like, I don't know. He was just <laughs> the guy that was at the picnic with us when we were cooking the brisket. We had the 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 flavoring was just superb. Stubbs barbecue sauce, you know that barbecue sauce? Yeah, phenomenal. Love that stuff. Are you doing a bit right now, or is this real? I don't know. <laughs> just words were coming out of my well, mouth as fast as this, I could say them. This podcast has now drifted. It's, it's drifted. into the ether, Ethernet, where we are now talking about insane topics that um, I don't know if anyone you know, cares we're about. Creating a mind map. But listen, we we. You don't pick our nose. You don't tell us what to talk about. Yeah. And we don't pick your nose. We don't, you don't have to listen to this. Right. And you don't. don't you don't have you don't to like to, it. But do. Like, we want people. I mean, if you find that. Whatever, I mean, you definitely I mean, have to, but, like, you don't have to. Yeah, you have to. Right? I mean, honestly. But we, really, you have to. Like, 
If you take yourself seriously as a person, you have to. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to. But look, you don't have to. You, you got to recognize. <laughs> you got to hear it. You got to see it. You got to visualize it. And you believe Pretend it. it's there. And then and then listen some more and then and then turn it off. And then turn it back on real quick. Just, you know, how, just to make sure it's still there. Yeah. And then. Just like when you lock the door. Or like when you're opening the fridge and the light turns on and then you shut the fridge and then you open it real fast to see if the light turns back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. You got to do that. You got to experience it. Our podcast is exactly like that. I I thought you were going to say our podcast is exhausting because (laughs) this is like a mental workout for somebody like, wait, what the heck are they talking about? I think you summed it up perfectly. (laughs) Um, Let's let's give them the last word. What's the last thing you'd like to leave the people with today? For, t- for today? For today. Last word. The last word. You go. Peaches and cream, but that's two words. <laughs> peaches and cream. Good I don't know why, but that came to my mind, and I like it. And I like peaches, and I like cream. Sure. So peaches and cream. Yeah. Um, and it's always also a food topic, right? We're always one to jump on food and... Peaches and cream. And I mean... Betos? I mean, is that <laughs> is that happening? No, no, it can't. Here's the, what I'm going to leave you with. Um, there's a game for the iPhone, which has existed since the iPhone was created, called Candy Crush. Oh, which was a game <laughs> that, that I had never played until like a, a week ago. What? Are you serious? I know. I know. And are you addicted to? I it completely now? missed the Candy Crush. Uh, yeah, wave. saga. But here, well, I, there's, here there's, I am. there's some consistency here. You miss the Seinfeld. You yeah. miss Candy Crush. What else are you gonna miss? But I am playing. Are you missing that Tiger Man? Whatever. Did you ever have you Tiger watched King? That? Tiger I haven't King? watched it. I haven't either. I won't. I probably I won't watch it. I don't think I will. Or maybe I'll watch it in 12 years when yeah. it's way past. Right when everybody's like, "Oh, it's great." When everybody's like, still watching. wearing t-shirts and. <laughs> yeah, I'll take my shirt off and watch Tiger King. Yeah, that's the last word. I mean. I have my shirt off right now, so. Well, you always do. I always do. That's why it's so muffled. He's got it. He drapes his t-shirt over his mic and. You know, it's, just flexes it's, it's his just, pecs for an hour. You, know, you got to flex, flex, and show. You know, show you're worth it. Is it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah. It's your feminine <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, I, I guess just remember that everybody's uh, everybody's doing their best. Everybody's trying to do their thing. Yeah, try learn not to, something new. Try not to pick each other's nose. Try to try to learn some things. Try to pick up some new knowledge. You know, if if you you know, based on what we've talked about today, if there's something that you want to learn, um, or want to do differently in your life, you know, if you have a a really a drive to be a small business owner. Sure. Take freaking steps and just do it. Yeah. I'm finding that, you know, if you're, you're scared and you don't know how to act, just start. I mean, make Google. Your, make yourself uncomfortable. Do something. Get uncomfortable. That sounds like weird advice, but I, strangely, you know, the, the more you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, the, the stronger. The more calloused you be. The, call, the, the callous, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we... uh. We sign off the same way, you know. Let's do it. And, sign it. And we know you love it. Sign, sealed, so delivered. We're going to tell you one more time that you can pick your friends. You can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's you, nose. Nope, you can't. And you shouldn't. And look, it's just gross. Uh, you know, especially if... Hey, now nah, let's not go into detail. Let's not go into that. <laughs> I'm just look, gonna, we've talked right. enough about boogers. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I right, see you. <laughs> when it hits you, yeah. Yes, you shall.
when it hits you, yeah.